Where do the Lions sit in the latest ESPN Power Rankings? I think Lions fans will be happy, that's for sure. You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Matt Derry with you. It is the Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day on this, a Tuesday, September 12th, and a Wednesday, September 13th. Thanks for making us your first listen. Checking us out wherever you get your podcasts, and please subscribe. Do not forget to subscribe and watch us each and every day on the Locked On Lions YouTube channel. Coming up on the show today, all positivity and feeling good about this football team and, and, and now getting some rest before the Seattle game coming up on Sunday. We'll talk about that. Some observations that I saw from Sunday and Monday that we didn't get to yesterday with Trevor Sykema. Also, injury update on Taylor Decker. Concerned. I am definitely concerned about this because I think the Lions offensive line played so well on Thursday against Kansas City. You don't want to afford to lose any of these guys. And there's a drop-off between the starters and the reserves. We'll talk about that today on the program. Also, ESPN's power rankings are out for this week. Where do the Lions sit? Did they crack the top five? Are they in the top 10? You know, they're a top 10 team right now. All of that today right here on Locked On Lions. Follow us again on Twitter at Dairy Speaks at Locked On Lions, Matt Dairy Facebook fan page. Also on threads at The Real Matt Dairy. And like I said, please check us out on YouTube and please subscribe and watch us each and every day. We got to give a shout out to our everydayers that are out there. Uh, that watch and uh, listen each and every day. We thank you for uh, checking us out and really, I don't know, subscribing and supporting and everything else when it comes to your Detroit Lions. This team's on fire. People are excited, and uh, they should be when you're mentioning uh, just a contender and everything else when it comes to this Lions team. And people are uh, so excited as the team will host Seattle in the home opener coming up Sunday at Ford Field. Um. You know, I, I put up on the screen for those of you watching on YouTube, the Lions vibe, because right now um, I'm feeling really good. And I think fans are feeling really good. And there's something about, you know, one game and that's it and to start a season that you you have pause. Right. Lions had not won a home, a, a, a season opener since 2017. Of course, they had the tie in Arizona years ago and all these things. And so they kind of broke that or, um, you know, they kind of broke that uh, hex. Uh, th- this past Sunday and everything else, or was it 2019, 2017, 2019, regardless, you feel good at one and oh, but I feel really good about this division after watching what I watched on Sunday and the vibes have to stay positive because you look at the totality of everything that took place and the fact that the lions beat Kansas city. And then the fact that Hall of fields, Justin fields, who, you know, and I coined that nickname months ago. He was, he was, he was terrible on Sunday for Chicago. They got blown out at home by an Aaron Rodgers list Packers team for years, for years, Rodgers and the Packers have owned the bears. Ask anybody in Chicago, how sick and tired they are of losing to green Bay. Here comes Jordan love and really his first real start where it's his team taking over everything else. And Jordan love goes into Soldier Field, and the Packers' offense did whatever they wanted against the Bears. The offensive line dominated. The run game with Aaron Jones, 
um, uh, was really, really good. Love found his groove, throwing for three touchdowns. Uh, they had a pick six off of fields. And so, yes, it appears after one game, and again, we got 16 more of these to go. But after one game, the, you know, the Packers look the part of a team that doesn't want to relinquish the division. Obviously, last year it was Minnesota's, but for years, Green Bay owned this division. The Bears look like the Bears. All right, let's be honest. Offensive and defensive lines got dominated. Fields was pathetic. And then the Vikings lose at home to Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield. And as Trevor Sikkim pointed out yesterday from Pro Football Focus, and go back and watch it or listen to it, Kirk Cousins threw for over 300 yards. Justin Jefferson had over 150 yards receiving, and they still lost. And Mayfield and the Bucks offensive line were able to do some things. This was a team a year ago, Tampa Bay, that was horrible with Tom Brady offensively. And so the vibe around Allen Park, and really when you look at the rest of the NFC, and yes, Philadelphia got a win, San Francisco a one in Pittsburgh, Philly one in New England, and Dallas obliterated the Giants. So we got a long way to go. But you have to feel good about the way the Lions, you know, looked Thursday night, can play so much better, right? Offense can be better. They scored 14 points, the offense did, against Kansas City without Chris Jones. Yet, dominating at the line of scrimmage at the end of the football game. The blocking and tackling aspect that we talked about the other day. Um, the improvements that this team has made, the depth that we're seeing on defense, all right, to the point where Brian Branch, the rookie, is playing and playing a lot, and Tracy Walker isn't even getting up off the bench. This is a guy that we all thought, you know, was was signing a long-term deal two years ago to be a starter for a long time. So vibe is good. The feel is good. But again, I don't see big heads down in Allen Park. I don't think that people nationally are just Yes, people are propping up the Lions and they're excited, but I don't think that it's getting to the folks in Allen Park like, oh, we won one game, we beat Kansas City. Our last 11 games were 9-2. and two. We're world beaters. I don't see it. I don't feel it. This team still feels like um, there's a chip on their shoulder. It's an underdog mentality. you got the right people in place with Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes, this coaching staff, and they're going to build off of Thursday. I don't. I, I see them winning on Sunday. And yes, I know many of you in the audience are going to go, oh, Derry's finally going to pick the Lions. Yes, I will pick the Lions to win on Sunday because I think they're a better team than Seattle. I think they remember what happened last year when the Seahawks came into Ford Field and, and put up over 40 points and the Lions never forced a punt. They never could stop the Seahawks offense. I don't think that's going to happen again this, this Sunday. And this crowd and the momentum that this organization has and how packed it's going to be Sunday, how loud it's going to be Sunday because fans have been dying to get back down to uh, Brush and Adams to see this football team. And I think the sky's the limit. I do. I'm excited about where they're going. And I also look, and I know that the NFC did well against the AFC head-to-head in some of the interconference games this past uh, weekend, including, of course, the Lions beating the Chiefs. But um, I still look at the NFC as being really, really weak. I do. And yes, Dallas looked great. San Francisco, boy, they put it to Pittsburgh. Uh, Philadelphia escaped with a win against the Patriots, went up 16-0, and then kind of sat on the lead that day. But the Lions are going to be right there. And a little bit later on, we'll talk about ESPN's power rankings and where they kind of view Detroit. But I like what I'm seeing right now. 
And I'm feeling good about where this team is. And I think you should feel good about where this team is. And they can play so much better. Yet they still beat the defending Super Bowl champions in their house last week. So that's a positive. So uh, I'm definitely excited about what's uh, to come with this uh, football team. Uh, Locked on Lions today, by the way, brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I want to get into the Taylor Decker thing coming up next. A uh, little bit concerned about the ankle. Uh, foot was in a um, uh, was in a walking boot the other night after the loss of the Chiefs. He did not practice today. I want to get into that. We'll go through the ESPN power rankings today as well. Um, but Locked On Lions today is proudly brought to you by our friends. We're going to get to prize picks in a second. But what about our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook? Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, everybody who bet 5 bucks will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. That is why you get great, incredible offers every time when you're with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, best time is to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything, point spreads, player props, and more. All right, last night, if you bet on the New York Jets, you felt pretretty good about it, right? Visit FanDuel.com slash NFL, or excuse me, uh, FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel is the official sports betting partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, shout out to everybody that checks us out each and every day right here on Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen. You can get us wherever you get your podcasts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Taylor Decker. Lions practice today on a Tuesday. Of course, the week is all screwed up because they played on Thursday. They got back on the practice field today to get ready for the Seahawks uh, invasion of Ford Field coming up on Sunday. So rather than getting uh, off to their Wednesday usual practice, they got a Tuesday practice in. Taylor Decker last Thursday night against the Chiefs um, played in all 70 offensive snaps, but today missed practice with what they are calling a left ankle injury. Before practice today, Dan Campbell, or I should say before practice yesterday, Dan Campbell at his Monday press conference said, quote, he's all right, we'll see. Was in a walking boot after the game on Thursday. Now not practicing today as the Lions come in five and a half point favorites, according to FanDuel, against the Seahawks. Here's my thing. And I watched this last night with the Jets, right? Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. He gets blistered in the first four snaps that he was out there. Got hit every time. And then, of course, Torres Achilles, which is really sad. Even if you're an Aaron Rodgers hater or whatever, you never want to see that. All right. But the one thing that we saw from Rodgers and the Jets and then Zach Wilson when he was out there with the Jets was just a serious lack of offensive line play and blocking from New York. Yes, they drafted Makai Becton in the first round four years ago, and he's been a bust. He's their starting right tackle. Yeah, they've gone out and tried to draft in the second and third round. Some other starters are on that offensive line. But for the most part last night, Zach Wilson was under a lot of duress. End of the game, had some time to throw and got better. And of course, the Jets won on the walk-off punt return uh, last night. But 
the thing with Decker and this Lions offensive line is it is just the glue of everything that they do. All right. Jared Goff was only sacked one time on Thursday night. The Lions O-line under O-line coach Hank Fraley is really good. When you got Decker, you got Jackson, you got Ragnow, you got Vitae, who I thought played really well the other night and was the highest graded offensive uh, performer from Pro Football Focus, and Panay Sewell, the last thing you need is any of these guys getting hurt. So if Decker is unable to play Sunday against Seattle, most likely thing they'll do is bring in Matt Nelson to play left tackle. That's a big downgrade. Matt Nelson did not have a good training camp. Still made the team as a veteran, a guy that you can move to the right side or left side. Who knows? Maybe they move Sewell over to the left. Nelson plays the right on Goff's uh, blind side. But, you know, Taylor Decker is just, just solid, just real solid. And I don't want anything to happen to this offensive line. If the if any of the guards go down or the center, you got Graham Glasgow. Yes, but tackles, I'm not comfortable with Matt Nelson. We'll see if Decker can get better throughout the week and get back out there. He played every snap Thursday despite an ankle and foot injury. Uh, but now maybe the Lions are being cautious with him, which is the smart move. Now, on the other side, Seattle has major injury concerns with their tackles as well. Charles Cross, their left tackle, has turf toe. Their right tackle, Abraham Lucas, uh, is dealing with a knee injury. Um, so bad uh, right now in Seattle with, with their depth along the offensive line that according to reports, Jason Peters, yes, 41-year-old Jason Peters, ex of the Eagles and Dallas, uh, is coming in to sign with the Seahawks. Think about this for a second. We talked about this with uh, Trevor Sikama yesterday. If the Seahawks are without Lucas and Cross against the Lions D-line and Aiden Hutchinson, this should be a no-brainer on Sunday for the Lions to get to Geno Smith and really wreak havoc, right? Last night, the Jets escaped. Let's be honest. Josh Allen with the four turnovers, three interceptions, and a fumble was a big reason why New York won the football game. You got to be strong up front. Lions are showing they're building a defensive line through the draft and, and making some smart signings and retaining players. There's good depth there. So much depth that one of their highest paid players, Romeo Cuaro, was a healthy scratch on, on Thursday against Kansas City. The O-line is as good as it's been in years, right? That's where you win. And so hopefully Decker's okay, and hopefully the Lions can take advantage of Cross and Lucas possibly missing Sunday's game for Seattle, which would be just a giant, giant plus for Detroit, which, as we saw last week, Aiden Hutchinson was in the backfield a lot. Charles Harris was making plays. James Houston is disruptive. John Kaminsky, Josh Paschal. Um, that would be that would be a major, major mismatch. And uh, we'll talk to Corbin from Lockdown Seahawks on Thursday um, about the concerns that he has with that uh, defensive, or I should say offensive line, a little bit banged up for Seattle after what took place this past Sunday where the Rams, of all teams, uh, just handled the Seahawks up in Seattle. All right, ESPN.com's power rankings. We will get to that coming up next right here on Lockdown Lions. But first, our friends at Prize Picks, the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than 
on two to six player star projections and watch the winnings roll in. Prize picks is so much fun. I've had fun playing, winning up to 25 times my money this football season. You got to do it. And prize picks, you test your skills on prize picks this season. And like I said, you could turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. This weekend, maybe you'd say Justin Jefferson, less than 100 yards, Lamar Jackson for more than one passing touchdown. Do that, give it a try and win your money. It is that simple. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts. They do Taco Tuesday today. Uh, Prize Picks discounts, select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value for you. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use code LOCKEDONNFL for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. Again, prizepicks.com slash NFL. Use code NFL for a first deposit match up to $100 with our friends at Prize Picks. All right, so I love doing this every week. The experts at ESPN.com. It's the week two NFL power rankings. Last week, of course, Kansas City was number one. They are no longer. The Niners are number one, moving up three spots. Philadelphia is now at number two. They stay there. Kansas City goes from one to three after the loss to the Leos. At number four, Dallas goes from seven to four. Number five, Miami moving up one spot from six to five. Dolphins were very impressive offensively against the Chargers uh, this past weekend. Baltimore is at six. Then at number seven, moving up three spots from number 10 to number seven, your Detroit Lions. Lions at seven in the power rankings. Do you remember how many times we would do the power rankings on this show? And how many times we would talk about 32, 31, 30, 29. Now they're number seven. That's awesome. Uh, Jacksonville coming in at number eight. Uh, Buffalo number nine. And the Chargers at number 10. Uh, This week's opponent is the Seattle Seahawks. They come in. Let me look here. Seahawks come in at number 18. They were 12th last week. They dropped down six spots after uh, a bad showing against the Rams last weekend, despite the fact that Bobby Wagner had 19 tackles in that game last week. 19. Uh, Green Bay, by the way, at 14, is the closest NFC North team to the Lions, who right now sit at number seven. So the only teams better, ranking higher than Detroit, Baltimore, Miami, Dallas, Kansas City, Philadelphia, and San Francisco. Um, I just love it. I absolutely love it. So, you know, are the lions going to stay a top 10 team all year? That's the hope. You look at the schedule, you look at what's ahead of them with Seattle and Atlanta, both at home the next couple of weeks, both very winnable football games at green Bay for week four on Thursday night football, which should be interesting. There's no reason why this team can't be four and three and one in a minimum, right? And a top 10 team. Can they get into the top five and be in the upper echelon with Philly and with um, um, uh, San Francisco and Philly and Dallas. Only time will tell. Dallas's defense was absolutely ferocious the other day. And now they're going to lick their chops and get Zach Wilson this coming Sunday. Well, the Lions absolutely can be a top 10 team all year. Um, I truly believe it. As far as long as they keep Jared Goff healthy. And what, I mean, if Aaron, Aaron Rodgers being done for the year, and now everybody's talking about the Jets should go out and get 
Gardner Minshew or they should sign Nick Foles or should they bring back Joe Flacco or is Tom Brady coming out of retirement? Think about the smart move that Brad Holmes made this preseason to go get Teddy Bridgewater and stash him on the bench in case something happens to Jared Goff. Think the Jets would have signed Teddy Bridgewater by now if he was still available? Damn right they would have. Instead, they've got Zach Wilson and former, the artist formerly known as Mr. August, Tim Boyle. So, all right, uh, we got the crossover coming up on Thursday. We'll have uh, really more of a solid injury report tomorrow on Lockdown Lions. Thanks for checking us out wherever you get your podcast, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. So Lions get set for the Seattle Seahawks coming up on Sunday. We're back again tomorrow.